0: good evening (laughs) we are getting very close to moving in Uh, I'm thinking everything goes well like they said possibly this will be the last month here uh, and uh, we'll be moving in they got the island in the kitchen in place today uh, with more cabinets there for us So it's wonderful thanks musicians wonderful Tonight, I want to bring a message from the Lord just to help us understand that God is involved in whatever is going going on in your life, and uh, He has the best in mind for you if you will cooperate with Him. Amen? Father, I just want to thank You for Your Word tonight. Speak to our hearts. Minister to us through Your Word. Your word says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And we, rec- we believe we'll receive the word of faith tonight. And we'll receive it into our mouth and into our heart. And we will speak the word of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I title this message, Let God Choose Your Inheritance. Let God Choose Your Inheritance. It's very important. You know, a lot of people think, including non-believers, they think they have full control over their lives and the decisions that they're making. They believe that. A lot of people don't realize that there is another world that is far greater than our world, and that this world, the unseen world, is having dominion over your decisions and their decisions. They're saying to themselves, I just want to be myself, I want to make my own decisions. No, you're not making your own decisions. There are forces that are compelling you, on sin, forces that are compelling you, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, towards what God wants or what the enemy wants for your life, depending on who you yield to. Now, let me, let me be clear. It's so important. I think about this a lot. You didn't choose your parents, you didn't. That wasn't your choice. You had no control over that. You did not choose where you wanted to be born. You had nothing to do with it. There are people that are born in areas of the world you won't believe. You think Locke did it? No. That you were born in the United States? No. You didn't choose anything of that. God has a purpose why he made you that way. You didn't choose your parents. You didn't choose where to be born You didn't choose the color of skin that you want to be born with. You got nothing to do with that. He did. He did. Your parents will think they made the choice as to who to get married to. But if you live in Africa and the man is over somewhere else, unless God brings you together, you'll never see each other. How are you going to marry somebody you never seen? you got nothing to do with that. You thought you were making a decision to go to wherever, or your parents thought they had the decision, we want to go over here, but they didn't know what was going to happen over there. And your destiny is all tied to that. You see, God is in full control of your life, especially if you are a Christian. He's in full control (laughs) Regardless of what's happening to you, whether it's something bad or something good coming to you, God is involved. And He has a plan. Uh, There are two things. When I teach the Word of God, I'm always looking for principles. You understand? you heard that a lot. I'm looking for something to live by. There are two things that are important to God. Two things. Right after Adam fell, just two things. He First of all, He wants you to seek Him. That's number one. In the whole universe, there is nothing as important to God, not how well you're feeling, not how rich you are, not nothing is as important to God as you seeking His face. That's number one. That's number one. Everything that's happened to you, where you were born, who you were with, who you got married to, everything, God is doing just one thing. So, you seek Him. Amen? Sometimes people give God glory for something that's bad, that's happened to them, because during the bad times, they sought God, right? And so they thank God for the bad times. Don't thank God for the bad times. Uh, God allowed the bad times because He wanted one thing. You were not seeking him. Okay? So bad times came, and you sought him, right? Let me give you this principle. The second one before we go. Second one is he wants the best for your life. If you give him room, he will choose the best for your life. And there are no limits. The only limit is how you limit him in your head. He can take you as far as you want to go if you let Him choose your destiny. Amen? Sometimes it's hard to just let go and let God choose for you. Because sometimes it could be scary. And you don't know what He's planning. You, can you Are you getting what I'm saying? Two things. He wants you to constantly seek Him. That's number one. It says from the same scripture that uh, Brother Roy read, uh, chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, God says, don't forget me when I bless you. Amen? He says, don't forget. I'm the one that's blessing you. Remember me when I bless you. Don't go after the blessing and forget me. What is he saying? Always seek me. I'll bless you. I want the best for you, but I don't want you to refrain from seeking me. So that's number one. Secondly, he wants the best for you. Just open up, relax. Maybe a scary ride, but he's gonna be good. Amen. It's gonna be good. Let me read, you know, back this principle a little bit, but with the word of God, Acts chapter seventeen. And I'm reading from the New Century version. Can you give me that please? New century version. It says, God began by making one person. Do all of us got that right? God began by making one person. That's Adam, right? And from him came all the different people who live everywhere in the world. God decided exactly when and where they must live. Did you get that? He determined where you were supposed to be born. Every one of you. Okay? He determined that. Why? God wanted them to look for him. Amen? Amen? He wanted them to look for him and perhaps search all around for him and find him though he is not far from any of us. See, that's God's purpose. The reason you were born wherever, the reason your parents gave birth to you, whatever, he has one thing in mind, so you seek him. The reason why he has people in Africa and some in the United States, somewhere else in China. The reason he has them separated. We don't understand all of this. But Paul tells us the reason he did that is that we feel after him. In other words, group for him until you can find him. That's why he did that. He's still doing the same thing today. When things are difficult, he had you there, so you start seeking him. So that's number one. That's what Jesus said. Seek what ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now Colossians one verse sixteen says, For by him are all things were by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominion. All principalities, all powers, we've talked about all of this. It says they were created by him. All things were created through him and for what? For him. He's really for his purpose. His purpose is so important. And I'm coming down an underlying principle for the believer. All things work together for good. Including the bad things that happened to you. He had you there. For one purpose, just to get you to seek him so he can give you your inheritance, which is the best of it. Yeah, many of us have gone through very difficult times and sometimes the things that's happened to us don't make sense. doesn't make any sense. Why did I get into this? And why did this happen to me? I thought I was making the right decision. And I look at what happened to me. My life is turned upside down. I'm miserable. Things have happened so badly. What's going on? Watch out. He had you there for a purpose. First, He wants you to seek Him. And if you do that with all of your heart, you'll find Him and you'll find your real destiny. I don't care what happened before that. Amen? It doesn't matter what happened before that. It doesn't even matter how bad it is today. If you decide to seek Him with all of your heart, and you throw yourself out and abandon yourself in His hand, He'll choose your destiny for you. He'll choose your inheritance. I titled this, Let God Choose Your Inheritance for You. Let Him do that. You see, God is not idle. He is very busy. What he is doing is overruling some of our decisions. Amen. He is overruling, he is directing, he is ordering our paths, our paths for his glory. I'm going to share scriptures with you. Uh, turn with me to Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty one. Many of us have plans, okay? I had my plan. I had my plans all figured out when I came to the United States. I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew I was going back to Nigeria. Amen. <laughs> Things were good over there. And when, I, when I got to this country, country in uh, 1979 to get uh, one dollar, a single dollar, uh, I just need to pay maybe about sixty something cents. I will get a dollar. So if I have uh, two Nigerian dollars or ten thousand dollars, I almost doubled my money. It was good. Today, to get one dollar, I need a hundred and fifty dollars so or Nigerian dollar to get one single dollar. I'm not going back. Not kidding. But I got it all figured out. I was going to go back and I had everything that I wanted to do. You, you know, plan the education and all of that. But the scripture says, there are many plans in man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that's what's going to stand. No matter how you plan it. i like to use some other scriptures. Okay, three seconds. Can you help me? Turn to Proverbs chapter uh, 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 1. It says, The preparation of the heart belongs to man. That's really important. And then, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Uh, let me, let me expand on that a little bit, okay? We heard about, but Roy, Roy came up here, he spoke words, you know? He t- he's encouraging us to speak words. Well, your heart needs to be prepared for what's gonna come out of your mouth. Because God's gonna answer to what's coming out of your mouth. That's what he's saying. You need your heart prepared. Solid in the Word of God, so you know what God's will is, and that's what should come out of your mouth, and that's what God answers to. Not just what's in your heart. I just needed to throw that in, it's really important. (laughs) It's really important because it says, With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. But with the mouth, confession is made. Unto salvation. It's your responsibility to prepare your heart. What you're going to be saying. Amen. And you can let the word of God guide you. But I want to go down to uh, possibly verse 9. A man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. Okay. You can plan whatever you want to plan. But God is the one that's going to be directing that. I think I have another scripture. I would like to turn to Jeremiah chapter 10. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. It says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. Did you get that? The way of man is not in himself. You can plan whatever you want to plan, but it better be in accordance with God's Word and what God is doing. Because if you don't allow it to be according to God's Word, guess who's going to plan it for you? The devil. When you say you are self, you're making it on your own self and making your own decision, there are forces here. You, you don't have any full control. There are forces that are directing you and showing you things and making you fear and driving you to the place to make decisions that you don't want to make that's going to eventually destroy you. I need the uh, temperature up a little bit. It's a little cooler for some people here. Thank you. Yeah. So, so we need to let God do this for us. So, let God choose your inheritance. Psalm 47 verse 4. This is David speaking here. He says, He will choose our inheritance for us. Who is going to choose our inheritance for us? God will choose our inheritance for us. The excellence of Jacob whom he loves. God is the one that's going to choose your inheritance for you. And this is a glorious thought. Because if He chooses, if you allow Him to choose your inheritance, if you let Him be, if you relax and give yourself over to Him totally, refuse to look at the circumstances around your life, trust in Him with everything, with the bad and with the good, knowing this one principle, all things work together for good, and relax, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what's going on in your life, just relax, because God is in control and you're saying, David said, I'm going to let God choose my inheritance. That's how confident he was. Many times we want to run ahead of God. Amen? We want to get it done. We're so fast. We can't wait. You're looking to get something done. Maybe you're looking for a husband or for a wife. You can't wait. You're just running and you get ahead of God. But David said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait on God. I'll let him Choose my inheritance for me. That doesn't mean you don't believe in God's Word. You trust in God's Word. But many times we pray, God has His own timing. There's always the fullness of time. So you stay with the fullness of time. And sometimes, when you believe in God for something, God's never going to give you exactly what you're believing for. Because the Bible says, Unto Him... He's the God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or imagine. So, He's going to do way above what you're asking for. If you let Him choose your inheritance for you. That doesn't mean you don't have to use faith, but you have to let Him. You have to let Him. David said, I'm going to let God choose my inheritance for me. That's what God will do for me. So the thing is to, to just relax, believe God, have a dream in your heart, and just rest because you're going to get there. God will reveal to you what he wants to do with your life. You will know if you look at your current circumstance, it will make no sense. But you can look beyond that and begin to pursue the dream carefully in whatever area you want. And God's going to give it to you. I mean, it can go as to what husband you want. Yes. Don't pick how skinny or how tall he's going to be. Maybe you should do that. I don't know. (laughs) But you can let God... You can let God, but you have an idea of the good that you want. And let God go beyond that. It could be a house, it could be your job, it could be whatever it is. It could be an education, whatever you want. Put it in God's hand and see where He'll take you. And you relax. So the first thing is get a vision of what you really want from God and let it come from scriptures. Not from what you see in other people's lives. That's their destiny. Look for your own destiny. God will give you the desires of your own heart. So relax. Go to Him. God, why did you create me? What kind of inheritance do you have for me? I need to know what drives me. How did you put me together? And for what purpose? You know, he created you, placed you wherever he wanted you, gave you your husband. Sometimes people get married, and then a few days later, Satan, maybe something happens in the home, and Satan whispers to them, oh, this is a mistake here. (laughs) None of you has ever had that. (laughs) Or maybe it didn't go well, that you thought it was a mistake. Something went wrong, maybe you really need to repent, and all of the things that go on. But God may be behind it, directing it. Yeah, even the tough parts that are so bad, it doesn't make sense, where you even have to cry out for forgiveness. God knew it. But one purpose, amen? Two. First, He wants you to seek Him. Amen? No matter what's going on. He wants you to seek Him. And he wants to put you in a place where you will seek him with everything. And until you do that, you never get to your inheritance, the one he chooses. Amen? You're still trying to figure it out yourself and doing it your own way. But let him choose your inheritance. That means you let go. Some Christians will use, you die to yourself. Amen? You don't care anymore. All you want is what he wants for you. That's what David said. Let God choose me, for me my inheritance. Yes, you've done all of these things in the past and all of that. Yeah, and his hand was all there. But to take you to your inheritance, you got to let go. Y- you got to die. you got to be, you have to be like Paul. I'm crucified with Christ. I'm no no longer alive. I'm dead with Him. And the life that I'm now living is for Him. I've given Him the right to choose my inheritance. And He's going to be good. He's going to be good. That's the way God works. His path, His ways are so different. And sometimes people will judge you based on what they see in the natural today. And they don't know what God is doing. But if you know your God, then you really need to relax and let him take you where he's taking you. But just know it's going to be good. You're going to rule. Amen? That's what the scripture says, rule. You're going to rule. You know, I want you to think about this individual named Joseph. Okay? He had a mighty dream. But notice something for him god gave him that dream he was not yet that was a chosen inheritance for him for joseph they didn't look at the path that he took to get there and what control he had over his his life and his destiny his brothers hated him he had no control over that How do you make your brothers to love you if they have made their own decision to hate you? What can you do about that? But today, when Joseph was going through it, he didn't know God had his hand in it. Right? Joseph had no knowledge of that. He was bad. He's tough enough to have people hate you, but for your own brothers, that's tough. But he had no control over that. What control had he to be in the pit? That's as low as she can get. This was a person that God had given a vision he was going to be a prince over his whole household. Sun and moon bowing down to worship him. Now he has found himself in a pit. And didn't even know if he was going to get out of that pit. He wasn't thinking about any dream at that point. He wasn't thinking. All he was thinking of, survival. And many of us have been there. Right? And some of us are there right now. All oh, you're thinking is survival. Found myself in the pit. There's even no water to drink. What's going to happen to me? What about all of these great dreams I had? I thought it was from God. How come I'm here right now? He had no control over what was happening over his life. Think about it. And yet, God was involved. And then all of a sudden, one of the brothers changed his mind. Did Joseph have control over him changing his mind? Absolutely not. But that brought him out of the pit. All I'm saying is, let God choose your inheritance. Relax. No matter what's going on in your life. He's taking you through the path. There might be tough times. They don't complain. Relax. Especially, especially if you are his child. There may have been some separation in your life. And it's very painful. But maybe in your destiny is necessary. Amen. Maybe some death. They're gone. And you're troubled by it it doesn't make sense. But for you, it may be necessary. Everybody with their own destiny. Amen? Maybe some pain. Maybe some sickness. Whatever it is. God is in control. You got to let God have full control. But then, what power had He over the woman, His master's wife, lost enough to Him? Could He control that? But he did he control what he could, right? He resisted that. Amen. Now think about it. Think about it. If that woman had not lost it after him, he wouldn't have gone to prison, right? And if he had not gone to prison, he wouldn't meet the butler and the baker, right? How would he get to the king? We never know where he's with him. You understand what I'm saying? But you need to know that God is good. One key phrase: "But God was with Joseph." Right? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It not matter whether you're in the pit or you become from a most favored son to a slave. It doesn't matter. God is able to take you from the prison and put you right next to the king of the world. Who's going to stop him? Amen? Who's going to stop him? But see, that's what we don't understand. When we're going through troubles, we like to complain. You ask my wife. I don't talk when I'm going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm looking for time to spend time praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why we can't sell the building. <laughs> you understand? To be real. I don't know what's going on. But I know I have God. I don't know what is plan- what is planning. I don't know. Today, yesterday or so, we walked by the line, and, you know, you've seen a lot of dirt there. And right at the time we're building, they are putting, they are already right now, they are making the, uh, they are putting the they call it cement on the, uh, for the road. At the same th- time, so we can connect. How do you put those things together? The delay seemed like, I think some of you can remember, are we doing something wrong? It's easy to think that way. But God has his own plan. Relax, okay? <laughs> Relax. If you're doing God's work, you may be going through a tough time, maybe financial time. Difficult. But trust him. Amen? That's what the scripture says. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Now, All of your heart. Why is he telling you that? Because circumstances will come into your life that will tend to push you towards not trusting the Lord with all of your heart. Because what's happening to you doesn't make sense. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on what you're saying and your own understanding. It may be bad. And really doesn't make sense. And people may judge you for it. Amen? And people say bad things about it. But don't pay them attention if you are connected with him. And that's when to pray a lot in tongues. Just pray because the Bible tells us, I believe it's Romans eight, verse twenty six and twenty seven. He says we don't know what to pray for as we ought. I advocate it, pray in tongues a lot, especially when nothing makes sense. I just pray in tongues till I'm tired of praying. What happens? You get peace. That's the way God works. You notice with Joseph, he spoke to the butler, and the guy left and he told him that's the human thing. Please don't forget me, okay? I'm a good guy. I didn't do anything wrong. And the, the butler knew that, right? But as soon as he got to the palace, he forgot. He forgets. Sometimes you think God has forgotten. You know. He's waiting for the appointed time. Amen. Your appointed time is on his way. And it's a big, big appointment you got. Amen. He's bigger than you. One night, Joseph was sleeping in the, the cell, not thinking about freedom the next day. The next day, he was wearing the kingly robes. Right? He was wearing kingly robes. That's only what God can do. And we serve the same God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Sometimes I call him the God of Joseph. Amen, when I need something, okay? (laughs) I call him the God of Joseph. And he is the God of Joseph. And guess what? He is your God. He is your God. The same God. He is your God. You were born at a different time. He has a purpose. You could have been born during the time of Joseph. No. But he has a reason for you. Is Joseph bigger? No. You're not ordinary. He has a big plan for your life. You just have to come in agreement with him and let him choose your inheritance. You think God will choose an inheritance for you and it will be a puny inheritance? He's going to be a mighty inheritance. That's why I've looked on to that scripture where God told Abraham, because I believe just as he has a covenant with Abraham, he has a covenant with you. And this covenant with you is cut with the blood of Jesus. This is a better and greater covenant. And he told Abraham, I will make you great. Amen. The same words for you today. But you got to let God choose for you. Abraham did. Abraham did. Many times we don't understand. Abraham had to go through his difficult time for how many years? He was 75 when God called him. For 25 years, he was still trying to get into his inheritance. That's kind of tough, right? But God took him through. And God will come and speak to him when he's about being discouraged. And God will encourage him again. And his faith is built. That's the God we have. He's so tender. He's so caring. If we will turn everything to him. If we will do just like Abraham did. Leave everything. Turn your life over. And go wherever he's leading you. And he'll take you to a promised land. He'll get you there. That's what David saw about God. He says, God, I want you to choose my inheritance for me. Just like you did with Jacob. He's going to choose your inheritance for you. Sometimes, we really have a good God. He doesn't forget you for a second. Not one single second. You're always in His mind. You know, we think like humans, because I can't think of two different things at the same time, but He's God. Equally, He can think of somebody tonight, here, and answer their prayer, and answer another prayer in Africa at the same time. He's God. With equal focus. That's how important we are to Him. And He loves you dearly. You have to re- believe He has a great inheritance for you. Otherwise, you will settle for less. I have a lot of faith for the Ark Fellowship. Not because of me. Or anybody else. I, am, I told somebody, I'm a member of the Ark Fellowship. Amen? That's the truth. I'm a member of the Ark Fellowship. This is God's business. I'm a member of the Ark Fellowship. My wife is a member. We just happen to have a position as pastor, at least for this time. <laughs> Amen? You don't know what God's doing. I'm not planning to go anywhere, but you can't ever detect to God. I just have to flow with what He's, want, what he's wanting. You know, little things... God that you think is ordinary, God can take that thing and make something great out of it. I want you to think about Moses. Think about his life. All of the coincidences that happened to him. When he was born, they were killing children. And they happened to put put him in in an ark. And place him in the river in the same area where the princess goes to take a bath. How could you work something like that out where the mother lets go of a son and then the son is sent back to the mother to raise the same son that she bore and she was paid for it? (laughs) figure that out. She was afraid she was going to lose the son, right? And then the princess came, and then you can read the story yourself, and he says, call call me somebody to to nurse this child for me, and raise the child for me. And they called the mother, and she says, take care of this son, okay? Basically, she didn't know that was her son, but take care of this son, and I'll pay you for it. I'll pay you from the palace for it. And she got well paid, raising our own son. How can you put that together? That's only what God can do. You any different? God is the one that plants all of these things. You think that jo- uh, Moses would have risen, if I had to write the book, I'll write the book where Moses became Pharaoh. Right? And then he, he freed the, the Jews, right? That's the way I'll go. But God didn't want it that way. He made him, a motorized, sent him to a desert for a while. <laughs> His ways are very different from our ways. But we have to have a heart for him. And he'll choose your own destiny for you. Which should be great. Forty years, and then another forty years in the desert. And then another forty years with God all together. Where he could see and talk to God face to face. That's an incredible destiny, right? But God chose it for him. He couldn't have planned it that way. I didn't think Joseph woke up after he was born, maybe when he was 16, and said, I'm going to be great. I'm going to talk to God face to face someday. He didn't know any of that. But he loved the God of his people. And God showed himself to him. One thing that is so exciting to me, Moses had a stick. I mean, you remember his stick? (laughs) This little stick, that was his stick. Something he walked around with. Do you know where that stick ended up? Inside the ark. It's Aaron's rod that it. That was Moses' stick that he walked in the desert with. Walking with sheep and all of that. You don't know where God's going to take you. But you got to trust Him. And let Him choose your inheritance for you. Relax. Even if things are bad. Forty years in the wilderness with Moses away from his family. Out in the desert. It didn't look like a life. Right? And then God sent him back. And he became this great Moses that everybody... Egypt was talking about. You don't think about that, but Moses was really famous in Egypt. Everybody knew about this man that was causing us all this trouble. <laughs> Amen. But that's how God deals with His children, and the Bible says, "God is the same yesterday, today, and forever." I'm going to give you one scripture and I'll close because it's a matter of time. There is a story. Is you can find this in Second Kings chapter eight, from verse one through six. But it's the story of uh, Gehazi. Uh, many of you know Gehazi. That's uh, Elisha's uh, servant. You know the one that ran after Naaman, looking for garments and money. Yeah. He was talking to this king, and the king wanted to know about. The king wanted to know about uh, Elisha. Tell me stories about Elisha. And Elisha, in the beginning of the chapter, had told the woman that took care of him, and the one that he raised uh, the son from uh, from the dead, he had raised this, this woman's son from the dead. And he told the woman, get out of the land. Go out where you can sustain yourself because there's going to be farming in the land for about seven years. Just get out. And she left, but when she got back, somebody, had, some people had come, gotten in and taken the land and everything the house, everything was taken. And she was, she said she was going to go to the king and ask the king to help. And as she was going, the king wanted, wanted to know about this prophet Elisha. Tell me, guys, tell me about this, Elisha. And then the Eli- Gehazi started telling the king about how Elisha raised this woman's son from the dead. And he turned around, and there the woman was standing. He said, "Oh king, that's the woman that I'm telling you about, and that's the boy right there. And the king turned around and said, Lady, come here, tell me what really happened. And she probably told, went through this story again. And then she said, well, I don't have a land anymore. They've taken my land. I came from overseas. And now everything is gone. And he says, get, send them out. Get everything for her. How can you put that together? And at the same time, he was asking to know about the miracle. The miracle was standing right there in front of her, of him with a need that he meet may God send you your king tonight in Jesus name to meet your need whatever that is may God tell you your story so that your needs will be met in a very unique way only God can do that the thing is to let God choose your inheritance for you and trust him with all of your heart how many are going to do that tonight no matter what's happening in your life, please. No matter what's happened in the past. It may be difficult. But give, your, give it all over to God. Tell Him, God, I don't, it doesn't matter anymore. I just want what you want for me. Whatever, I want, whatever it is, that's what I want. It will be the best. Amen? He will bring you comfort. In this present life, He will bring you wealth, peace. And then after this life, Is going to be great. Amen. Let's forget the past. Amen. Let's give that to God and move on. Stand up with me tonight. You see, I'm speaking this word because I felt directed to speak this word. And some of you are there tonight. You need to trust God. You're hearing it because God has a word for you. That your future is going to be good. Amen. The best is coming your way. Just rejoice. Thank Him. You know, just like David did, thank him for what you've heard. Because he's coming from God, he's from his word. He wants to bless you. Two things. He wants you to seek him, and he wants to do the best for you. He wants to give you the best. How he does it, that's his business, not yours. Amen? It's not for you to know the times and the season that he has put in his own power. But you do what He wants, him to, wants you to do. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to God tonight and give Him thanks from your heart. Tell Him that you know that your future is great. No matter what's happening today, tell Him that you know your future is great. That He's going to heal you. He's going to make you strong. He's going to provide for you. He's choosing your inheritance for you. He has not forgotten you. He, he will not allow you to suffer shame. He'll take care of you. Every father takes care of his child. He's a good father. And he will take care of you no matter what's happening. He's leading you through that path to your destiny. It may be a narrow path, but he's going to get you there. He hasn't forgotten you. You're special to him if you will lay everything down for him tonight. Father, we lay all down, everything, O God. For you are a great God. and You are indeed the lover of our soul. And you have not forgotten us. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, that by your power and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we will never forget you. We declare that we will not forget you, In Jesus' name. And Lord, we are ready to be used of you. We are ready to serve you and to worship you in righteousness. Thank you, Father. Lord, I bless your people with abundance tonight. In Jesus' name. I pray according to your word that these blessings, we come after them, we come upon them and overtake them according to your word. In the name of Jesus, that that as they hear my words, that they uh, hear my voice, and I'm speaking your words tonight, let your blessings go with the word of God into their lives and destroy everything that is contrary to the blessing that you have promised us in your word. Because every word that you speak, every promise that you've given is a covenant, and we receive that tonight. I speak blessings upon your people. The curse is removed. And goodness and mercy follow them. And will continue to follow them. All the days of their lives. I thank you, Father, for your great faithfulness. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.